you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Eric B. Addison's. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B. and Marty are on tap to help us navigate the show today. We will get around to some uh, phone calls in the last segment. Maybe Mm -hmm. do that a little bit sooner rather than later in the uh, final segment. Um, Because I kind of want to just continue the conversation we were having yesterday. Uh, Will the Great sent me an article in real time. And um, I want to present that article to you today. But in order to do that, kind of got to harken back to what we were talking about. We were talking about confusion, bringing necessary woes that we as mm. a people of God, when we resist, uh, when we say no, when we say judgment is coming, we are pronouncing woes. We are saying, man, woe to you who um, you are engaging in, a- in evil and you are inviting others to participate. You are um, confusing children. We're saying woe to you. Judgment yeah. is coming. Turn from this and repent. And I know that that sounds like something that you remember hearing in the 80s and 90s, right? Like <laughs> to call people to repentance sounds like something that was like, you know, didn't we have a movement called the repentance movement? No, like that's <laughs> the life of the believer, right. right? Like that's not that's not a movement. That's not a thing that kind of um, goes out of style and then you got to try to rediscover it. Like that's that's always the thing, right? right. Um, and so we were talking about that yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me, and just talking about some of the ways that we really need to be vigilant. And I, and I, I think the only way that we do not participate in the confusion is that we are firmly rooted, deeply planted, mm. steeped in the word of God. We Amen. have to know the word of God. And um, I tried to weave that throughout the discussion. And I want to do that again today. And I want to make the case. And so today, even though it's sort of a, it's a, a type of part two, a type of part two, uh, specifically, today's topic is by lamp and by light, by, by lamp, lamp and by light, by okay. lamp and by light. And and I was thinking, even as I was getting ready for today, I was reminded um, by the spirit of the Lord God. I was reminded of Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Mm. And I was thinking about that. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And, you know, as we think about the different things that we're navigating and how do we get through this? Um, what is the, the current, um, the current climate of our culture? Yeah. How, how are we able to see our way through all of this? Right. The word of God. It's the only way. By lamp and by light. And like, everything else th- is, this, is darkness. Any other way to try on. to approach these things, darkness. So how, 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 how do you bring light to darkness by using yeah. darkness? Right. Like right. you, you can't do you it. Can't you do you need light. You need real light, the yeah. true light. Right. And, um, <laughs> and, and that's the word of God. And Amen. and so, so I want to make a case with that today. And then I want to do something that I do not normally do. Okay. I do not normally do, but I'm going to do it today. Um, <laughs> so a, co- 
I did so well with the coughing yesterday, oh, and, but today is just like, yeah. You had a perfect and, job yesterday. My goodness, right? <laughs> um, and I was careful to thank the Lord. And, and you know, um, so, so what I don't normally do is when I'm invited to speak somewhere, I don't normally come back like a couple of weeks later mm-hmm. and then share what I spoke about, like at length. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. I can't remember a time actually that I've, that I've done that. Um, but, but um, I think uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I was invited to speak at a medical freedom rally in Jackson, Mississippi, in our in our state's uh, capital, our state's capital, and um, and I and I wrote I wrote a speech um, to present to encourage in- attendees that uh, freedom is God's idea, yeah, and that to ask the question, why freedom? Mm. Why why is inf- why is freedom so important, and why do we fight for freedom? And and we we've, we've had a a, a type of conversation um, surrounding this question before, mm-hmm. but I, what I want to do is I, I want to read, I want to read my, my remarks. Okay. I want to read my speech. And the reason I want to do that is because we were talking yesterday about the unvaccinated father <laughs> in Canada. Right. And I hate, I hate to use that, but Again, you already know because you listen to this program, you already know that all of the words that they use in the news stories and in the reporting and in the show, you know, the view, all of the you already know that their wording is very intentional and it's meant to manipulate. Right. It's meant to confuse. Right. So that you begin to question what you once knew was true, yeah. what you once knew was good, what you once knew was right. These things all kind of get replaced. So we were talking yesterday about this unvaccinated father, as he's described in this article, in New Brunswick, New Brunswick, Canada. And uh, this dad lost custody of his three children uh, because he refuses to get the COVID shot. <laughs> and one of the things that's pointed out in this article is that um, one of the three kids is a 10-year-old immunocompromised child. Mm-hmm. And this is meant to elicit from you a type of compassion that says, yes, governments can take children because it's for their own good, right? And governments also get to decide what that good is. It's not an objective good, right? It can be a subjective good. It can be, well, I think this dad should get this shot. And the dad may make a case. He may make a medical case for why he won't get the shot. But Mm -hmm. unless we decide that that's worthy, um, then we won't we won't allow it, you know. And so what we then exist in is we exist in a culture where you've got people who lose their ability to discern whether or not governments should be taking kids because parents make medical health care decisions for themselves. Right. Like for 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 themselves. Okay. So, um, while we were talking about this, mm-hmm. Will the Gray sent me another story and, and I want to share it with you. This is from Liberty council, Matt Stavers, uh, organizations from Li- Liberty council. And I'm going to read this to you a little bit at length, uh, a lot at length. Okay. I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> um, just because I think you need to, you need to hear it. But I, before I do that, I want to remind you of some of the comments from the article yesterday. And, and so let me just let me just toggle back to that article. So here is the article from yesterday, just to remind you, right? An unvaccinated father in New Brunswick, Canada, lost custody of his three children, one of which is a 10-year-old immunocompromised child. Okay, the father presented research to the judge that he believed questioned the safety mm-hmm. and efficacy of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. 
but the judge ruled against it. And this is what the judge said, quote, his own anecdotal research on such a highly specialized topic carries little to no weight <laughs> in the over. You know where I'm going, right? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Because you're like, yeah, because I sent it to you. Okay. So here we go. In the <laughs> carries little to no weight in the overall analysis when measured against the sound medical advice of our public health officials. Once again, <laughs> that changes <clears throat> every other day. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, um, those were the the comments written by uh, Justice Natalie Godbout of the Court <laughs> of Queens Bench. Yeah. Okay, um, now let me read this information here to you today. Um, this is from um, Liberty Council here, and and this information, though we have read this information in pieces in in different places, right? Um, this is really shocking information to me and it's really sad. And, and I think it really makes the case um, for why we continue to push and to fight for freedom in this country. And, and I, I want to make sure that I temper my position on why we push and fight for freedom with an eternal focus, because that's the only way you can have anything of real value that you're fighting for. Mm. It's, it's got to be linked to an eternal purpose. It's got to be linked to something that God expressly reveals, right? Like this, when, when we are fighting for truth and we are fighting for morality, we are not fighting for just our traditions. This is something that my right. mama did. No, right. you're, you're fighting for what is rooted in the character and the nature of God. Right. You, it's it's not detached from God. So when you're fighting for, for freedom, mm-hmm. you're not fighting for this wild, just like free to do whatever I want. You're fighting for freedom unto God, which is why the Lord blessed this nation, because its origin story is a fight of freedom unto God. Amen. And, I, and I'm going to I'm going to make the case for that um, by looking at the scriptures, looking how when God says people free. It's <laughs> not just like let them go out so they can be them. You know, people, everybody, I want to be me. I want to do me. You know, <laughs> no, that's not why God uh, sets his people free. And, right. and, and we'll look at that. But so here is the, the article um, from yesterday that Will the Great sent me while we were talking about this during the show yesterday. Military whistleblowers reveal shocking truth. OK, whistleblowers from the U.S. military's medical corps dropped a bombshell during a Senate hearing last Monday regarding the covid shots. It turns out the shots are far more harmful than anyone suspected. And the Department of Defense's medical billing database delivers the staggering proof. Hmm. All right. Since the shots began in the military, there has been a 1000 percent increase in neurological disorders. And that is just the beginning of what has been revealed. A 1000 percent increase. Let me just say this should be talked about like consistently (laughs) and over and over in the news cycle, yeah. right? It should be this is this should be talked about. You know? I mean, I I would wall think that if, <laughs> wall to wall co- coverage. I I would think that if anything were important, it would be this type of like bombshell story, like yeah. that you've got men and women who are tasked with serving and protecting and defending this nation mm-hmm. now reduced in their capacity to do so because of COVID shots. Like, I mean, I don't know. I am not a news director. Maybe we could ask Fred. I am not a news director, but I would just imagine, you know what? That's kind of a leading story. Yeah. We kind of need to know about that. So I'll continue. Here we go. Last Monday, a group of doctors testified in a five-hour congressional roundtable hosted by Senator Ron Johnson. Excuse me. Late last year, these doctors noticed something very strange. Hmm. 
they noticed something very strange. Doctors Samuel Sigaloff, Peter Chambers, and Teresa Long, all military doctors, <clears throat> my goodness, found extremely unusual ailments since the vaccine rollouts. I'm reading here. These doctors first noticed a dramatic increase in neurological issues. Then they noticed that they were treating far more miscarriages wow. than normal. Okay. Hmm. Um, wow. Okay. Okay. Far more miscarriages than normal. They also observed a drastic increase in heart attacks. Mm. Yet, despite the U.S. military's own study showing the COVID jabs cause myocarditis, everyone at the federal level from the CDC to the DOD to Joe Biden himself insisted the shots were safe and the side effects were rare. They say that about abortion, too. <sighs> <laughs> The government's media spin <clears throat> contradicted what these doctors were seeing with their own eyes as they treated their military patients. So the doctors embarked on their own study mm. using the government's own database. Just as civilian health care, military providers must assign a code for each patient ailment they treat. Precise record keeping is mandatory. Mm -hmm. Their search of the medical billing data from the Defense Medical Epidemiology Database, DMED, led to startling findings. <laughs> to establish a baseline demonstrating the, quote, normal rates of ailments, mm -hmm. the doctors reviewed five full previous years of medical billing data. Okay, so they went back five, five years, years. Yeah. to look at medical billing data. I just want to make sure that everybody's with me here. All right. Then they compared that data with the five prior years to 2021, after the COVID shots became available. What they found is a staggering revelation. Mm -hmm. The data showed, <clears throat> the data showed that once the COVID jabs were impl implemented, service members began experiencing previously rare conditions at numbers astronomically higher than the prior five-year average for those conditions. Wow. And what happened differently in 2021 compared to the previous five years? COVID shots. That's yep. it. Point blank, COVID shots. After the shots were implemented, the number of service personnel suffering from neurological disorders jumped from a five-year average of 82,000 to 863,000. Wow. 863,000. When we get back on the other side of this break, I'm going to go through a summary of their findings. Please don't go anywhere. This is Erin the Addisons on American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Psalm 119, beginning at verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the age, for I keep your precepts. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. Mm. That's verse 101. 
I do not turn aside from your rules for you have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Mm. I mean, let me read that again. That's mm. verse 104. Psalm 119, 104. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Mm. Therefore, I hate every false way. Yeah, yeah. By lamp and by light. The word. By lamp and by light. Yeah. So we started out when we were talking about this whole like, you know, um, just the, I it appeared to me to be a type of hysteria surrounding COVID. I felt like people were trying to give you fear. I didn't I didn't like the feeling of being forced to be afraid. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like that. I didn't like people telling me that I couldn't trust God. I didn't like that. I didn't like people telling me that, no, there's no help for you and God. Like it's only in this Mm. shot. Like there's, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. And I remember telling our brothers and sisters who listen to this program where you're convicted, remain convicted. And I, I tried to imagine living in a country. Let me, let me just tell you, I tried to imagine living in a country where a person is presented with options for their medical care and they can no longer go to the Lord and ask him to lead them. Mm. They can no longer, you don't, you don't, wait, there's no, why are you doing that? I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. Why are you doing that? Right? So we used to live in a country where a person could be presented with medical treatment options. And, <clears throat> excuse me, that person could then take those treatment options and bring them to the Lord. Yeah. That person could say, Lord, should, should I do this? Okay, which way should I go? I, I'm, I'm not... I don't, I don't really have a piece about this. Lord, would you lead me? And then that person could wait to hear from the Lord. And that person could arrive at a decision and that person could go back to their doctor and say, um, hey, this is, this is what I feel that I'm going to do. This is what I have a piece about doing. And that doctor would say, okay, well, let's move forward with that, right? Um, so, so moving then into a, a space where people were no longer um, able to do that troubled me. I had great concern over that because I thought, Whoa, this this basic freedom that you have mm-hmm. is not just a freedom like right. It's it's not just, you know. Yeah. Man, I wish people like it's not just hot dogs and barbecue. <laughs> right. This freedom that you have is freedom unto God. It is freedom that you may worship him. It is freedom that you may live unto him. It is freedom that you may follow him. And so then you have people who, who are saying, hey, um, we're experiencing some adverse um, effects you know, some, some adverse reactions to this COVID shot. And, 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 and they were like, no, you're not. <laughs> well, but, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I think I, I'm experiencing some shortness of breath. Like I think maybe some blood clotting or something. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, young men developing myocarditis and, and, uh, and then the no, thing, you're not. And the thing about it, when you talk about the heart, so a lot of people don't even know that they have heart conditions. Come like, on. And so they Come on. get this shot and then that's when you find out, you know, yeah, it's like, that's man. exactly right. That's exactly right. And some people still don't know mm-hmm. because they've got what are like sleeper conditions mm. that there's just something else that will happen that will trigger this damage that is occurring right now. So, mm-hmm. so some people still don't know, mm-hmm. but the thing is when we live in a free country and it is populated by people who are not just free cause freedom's great. 
When it's populated by people who are free unto the Lord, then those people seek God and follow him. They ask him questions, yeah. sort of like how, you know, David would, you know, are you going to deliver us if we go into the, you know, th- those kinds of questions because mm. you believe he's real. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, so, so you really believe that he's leading and he's guiding and he's governing your life, right? So those, those are the people who ask questions. But here is the problem. The problem is when you have people who, because, because they love this country enough to serve it, mm. they are told you don't have any rights. They're told you don't have any freedoms. They're told you, look, we tell you what you got to put in your body and you put it in your body. And, 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 and you think you've got these people who are like, but hold on a second. I mean, if there's anybody's rights that you want to like protect, I mean, first of all, it's all of us, but like, especially us, cause we're like actually fighting to protect your <laughs> rights, like protect our rights. Like that's, that's just what you think. Right? right. But no, no, that's, that's not what happened. We've got military personnel now who are experiencing adverse effects because of this COVID shot. And it's not wall to wall coverage. No one's talking about it. These men and women who serve our country, who are willing to give their very lives mm-hmm. to serve this country, they don't matter. It is exactly what you see happening with the veterans. It ex- wow. <laughs> like, you're like, wait, but but man, but these people like I, made I remember the you, sacrifice. man, you and I and you used to say this way, way more than I ever did. And in fact, I think you really drew my attention to it. You'd, you would say, man veterans should be some of the most well cared for people in our country. Yeah. Like if you think about what they sacrificed, if you think about what they did, what they were willing to do, right. If it came down to that. Right. So here we go. If you're just joining us, I'm talking about this article from Liberty council, Uh, military whistleblowers reveal the shocking truth about what's happened as a result of these uh, COVID shot mandates on our military and the increased adverse events, adverse events that they are um, witnessing and that they're keeping track of, which is so good, right? Because it's not just the person saying, you know, I don't feel too good. It's like, no, no, no. Here, here are the medical records. Here's the evidence. All right. So this data that was collected and then made public by these whistleblowers, right? This data showed that once the COVID jabs were implemented, service members began experiencing previously rare conditions at numbers astronomically higher than the prior five-year average for those conditions. And what happened differently in 2021 compared to the previous five years? COVID shots. Now listen to these numbers because it's hard to wrap your mind, at least maybe for me, but you know, again, I will admit I'm a simpleton. So it's hard for me to wrap my mind around these kinds of percentages. You know, I, anyway, um, <laughs> after, the sh- after the shots were implemented, the number of service personnel suffering from neurological disorders jumped from a five-year average of 82,000 over five years, 82,000 to 863,000. They experienced, they found, let me say this, they found, according to the data that they mined out, they found a 1,000% increase in codes for neurological issues, a 471% increase in codes for female infertility. Mm. Let me pause there and say for a second. Mm. So, you know, people will, will make their judgments and they, they will, you know, ask questions and, and people are kind of like shocked and they can't believe. And, and so, so my position is to not let people experiment on myself or my children. That's my position, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm not going to be experimented on. I'm not going to let you experiment on my children. Amen. I'm not letting you inject things into the young women that we are raising. Okay. I don't care what you tell me. <laughs> it will prevent and, you know, human papillomavirus. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not letting you inject 
those things into my daughters, right? Here is what I understand. I understand that my daughters are born with all of the eggs that they will have for the entirety of their life. Okay. So I know that what you do to them now not only affects them, but it could affect their offspring. Come on. It could affect the eggs that they house. Come like, on. but, but we can't talk about that because you know, it's <laughs> like, uh, you're just being like, you know, paranoid. No, well, I mean, you know, isn't that scientific? Just a little bit. Isn't it just a little bit scientific that you also have these women who are saying that they still down the line may want to have children. They don't know how this is going to affect their fertility. I remember that being the cry. I remember women saying, I remember nurses saying, we don't know how this is. There's just not enough research. We don't know. We don't know. And, and, and now here we are, a 471% increase in codes for female infertility. A 467% increase in codes for pulmonary embolism. Mm. Blood clot. A 300% increase in codes for cancer diagnoses. <laughs> a 300% increase in codes for miscarriages. A 300% increase in codes for miscarriages, a 291% increase in codes for Bell's palsy, a 269% increase in codes for myocardial infar- infarction, myocardial, myocardial, myocardial infarction. Sorry, that's when they're like, she's not a doctor. She's not. <laughs> so you better slow it down. Take your time, Mika. Myocardial infarction, a 156% increase in codes for congenital malformations in infant children of military personnel. Wow. Oh, oh, man. Wow. The problem with this (laughs) is that when a person is able to be made aware of the risks that they face and still kind of take those risks, you kind of... you may be upset that some things have happened, right? Some adverse side effects, you, you, but you have this, there's a way that we as adults were able to say, man, you know, I, I prayed about it. I, I weighed the risks and I, I made this decision and it turned out that, you know, you're looking at percentages. I was in this percent mm-hmm. and, and, and that's not good. And, you know, but I, I made that decision. The problem is that that's not going to be many people's, posture right because too many people were not able to make that decision Mm -hmm. too many people were told you you're going to do this or you're going to be discharged right you're going to do this or you're not going to work in the medical field right you're going to do this or you're not going to be employed at this corporation or at this business at this industry you're not going to do you're going to do this or you're and and so people just forgot about the importance of freedom because they were fed fear Mm. right so, anyways, <laughs> now going back, tying this into the Canadian father who lost custody of his kids because he refused to get the COVID shot. And um, the judge saying to him, your anecdotes, your little <laughs> stories to make a point, your little stories to make an, exa- an example. Um, when actually that's not what he did. He actually brought medical information yeah. and said, you know, I don't trust the efficacy of these shots. I don't believe there's enough information there. I believe that there are adverse effects that, you know, people are being adversely affected by this. So I, I want to, I'm not going to put it in my body. And that's the mindset. The parent is not seen as an expert. Like, you know, the experts leave it to them. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's what's encouraged. You know, yes. parents, you don't know anything. 
<laughs> you don't know anything. So just let the, the medical people and the, the, the things that we have here that's constantly mm-hmm. changing, mm-hmm. you know, be what we go by. And, 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 and so what then, what then becomes our defense again, against that pressure? It is being firmly rooted in the word of God. Yeah. It is, it is being convinced that God is trustworthy, that it's for freedom that he set us free. It's freedom unto him. Mm-hmm. It is freedom to follow him. Yeah. It is freedom to trust him, freedom to look to him for all of our needs. And yet we found ourselves in a place where we were told that that's ridiculous. And, and, and we believed it. We believed it. We believed that we were doing people a service. We were, we were being medical missionaries by getting a shot. Hmm. Medical missionaries. I'm on a mission. What's your mission? I'm going to spare people death. How are you doing that? I'm going to get a shot. Okay. Hmm. When, like, like when, when has it ever made sense? Like when, <laughs> when has it, you know, yeah. but, but when, when people are able to cause great fear, mm. Right. And when people get pressed on what's really inside them begins to come out yeah. because they're there, you know, I, I cannot tell you how many people are able to talk about the Lord God, you know, being their protector and being their provider. And listen, I'm not saying, look, if you prayed about it and you were like, this is what the Lord was leading me to do, then praise God that you had that peace to do that. But you should be utterly concerned about people who didn't have that peace and yet did it. Hmm. And and we know about them because they wrote into us. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, but man, I'm just doing this, and I'm just believing that God's going to be with me because I don't have a choice. Man, that's that is that is a horrible feeling. Can you can you imagine? I don't I don't have peace about this, um, but I don't I don't I don't know. I, I you know I can't lose my job. I have a family. I can't you know. Yeah. And and look, and it's always easier. It's always easier, and I will admit that it is always easier to be on the other side. You know, when you're not staring down the barrel to tell people what they need to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, all you need to do is kind of maneuver. <laughs> and Right. Right. But you're not staring down the barrel. I understand yeah. that. But I'm going to tell you something by lamp and by light. By lamp and by light. And, and when you by lamp and by light this life. All of us will encounter those moments where it's going to be like, do you really believe? Mm. Do you really believe? I was look, I was I was doing a. I was doing a school lesson with Nathaniel and Sam Witt. They're five and seven. And we were talking about um, Satan deceiving and saying, you will not surely die. And I, man, I, Nathaniel, who you guys, you guys know, we talk about Nathaniel. Nathaniel is on the autism spectrum. And um, so his development is different. But we try to keep him steeped in the word of God. And we continue to talk to him about who the Lord is and sharing the gospel and keeping the good news of the gospel in front of him. And even today, as I, as I was talking to him and, and Sam Witt, and I was talking to them about the serpent deceiving Eve. And and um, and I said, and I said, you know, and, and the, the serpent says, you, you will not surely die. As soon as I said that and before I was even done, um, Nathaniel goes, and that was a lie. Mm. And I go, yes, <laughs> that was a lie. That was not true. But you find yourself in these situations where it's like, man, the pressure, the external pressure is so great right. that you're you're tempted to go with the lie. <laughs> and so we had a collective society that said your God is not great enough to preserve you. Mm. Your God is not great enough to preserve you. So let us step in. 
Let us let us do it. Anyways, I want to stress again, for those who made the decision to take a shot because you wanted to, then I'm I'm respectfully I'm not talking to you. But I'm talking to and I'm talking about those who didn't want to and were forced to. Yeah. That is not a free America. No by no definition is that a free America. We'll be right back. God's not done with you. Even with your broken heart and your wounds and your scars. God's not done with you. Even when you're lost and it's hard and you're falling apart. God's not done with you. It's not over, it's only begun. So don't hide, don't run. Cause God's not done with you. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Taryn Wells. God's not done with you. 888-589-8840. If you want to talk to us today, um, you can call us. 888-589-8840. Sherry B. is over in Studio CC, and she'll get your calls queued up. While she's doing that, I want to ask the question, why freedom? Why freedom? And then I want to share some remarks um, that I gave um, at a medical freedom rally um, just maybe a couple weeks ago, maybe three weeks now, um, down um, at our state's capital. And, um, well, I'll, I'll just read it here. History tells of a battle that would serve as the blueprint for man's perpetual struggle. What was this battle and how has this struggle persisted? The battle was for power, power to rule, power to be God. And the struggle was against the one who alone is all powerful. When Satan rebelled against God in a failed attempt to ascend to the throne, he not only began the countdown of his own destruction, but he also set the stage for mankind's ongoing struggle, the struggle to stand in the place where God alone is worthy to stand. Only God can be trusted with supreme rule over the people he has created. And only God, and one of the greatest displays of his trustworthiness, grants to his creation freedom. This is not freedom without context. You see, the freedom we have is not a freedom from God. This is a freedom unto God. Freedom unto God is so much more than the profound starting point of this nation. Freedom unto God. <clears throat> excuse me, is a spiritual beginning for all of mankind. Freedom unto God is the origin story for all of us coming to know God and respond to his call. And yet it was the squandering of this freedom from the beginning, which has led to the abuse of freedom and the untold numbers of attempts to rob man of freedom ever since. At the formation of this nation, our founders had an unmatched understanding of the inevitable downward trajectory of a government that would rob its citizens of their God-given right to freedom. They understood that even the basic right to conscience was directly connected to the exercise of basic civil liberties. Presbyterian minister, sixth president of what is now Princeton University and one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, John Witherspoon, wrote the following in 1776, quote, there is not a single instance in history in which civil liberty was lost and religious liberty preserved entire. Mm. 
If therefore we yield up our temporal property, we at the same time deliver the conscience into bondage. And again, and you may be familiar with this quote, Thomas Paine, quote, what we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods. And it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. End quote. But why should freedom be highly rated? It is freedom that God alone gives with the express purpose that his people may serve him. It is not wild, unanchored liberty we defend and protect in America. It is freedom unto God. When instructing Moses, it's God who said, quote, then you shall say to Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, Israel is my firstborn son. And I say to you, let my son go that he may serve me, mm. end quote. The freedom was to serve God, but Pharaoh resisted. And why? Because he believed that he was God. You see, when people rob others of freedom, it is always because they believe themselves to be at least standing in the place of God or worse, they believe they are God. But we know who God is. He doesn't wear a white lab coat. He doesn't legislate in the halls of Congress. He doesn't sleep in any governor's mansion. He has no address searchable on Google Earth. He is never babbling and incoherent about what he's, quote, had enough of. He doesn't abuse people with power. He doesn't torture people with fear. He doesn't manipulate with media. He doesn't suppress the truth for gain. He reigns supreme. He rules with justice. He leads in truth. He governs with honor. And he calls men everywhere to true freedom found only in him. God calls us to freedom unto him. He calls us to hope and prayer, and trust in his sovereignty. He invites us to taste and see that he is good. And in freedom, he invites us to explore what he has naturally given to us for the healing of our bodies, rather than the padding of pockets and the gross experimentation on vulnerable people made in his image. Make no mistake about it. This fight for freedom is the fight for conscience. This is the fight to defend what God has given to us so that we may serve him. If we are not free to reject experimental drugs or control our medical treatment, then we are not free to follow God. This is every American's fight, but it is especially the Christian's fight. And I have heard the argument that it's just a shot. Well, whether it's a shot or a pill or anything else that is forced inside a person against his will, it is tyranny. If it's just a shot, then let us apologize to German war criminals who at Nuremberg were convicted of cruel medical experimentation on people against their will. If it's just a shot, then let history no longer tell of the Tuskegee experiment on 400 black men in this country who, because they didn't know, were experimented on for 40 years. And how were they lured? How were they experimented on with the promise of free health care? No, it's not just a shot. 
it's tyranny. And tyranny of this sort at one time shocked and outraged us. The first African-American published author of poetry was Phyllis Wheatley. She was sold into slavery at seven and transported to North America. She wrote, and I agree, quote, in every human breast, God has implanted a principle which we call love of freedom. It is impatient of oppression and pants for deliverance, end quote. We must be impatient of oppression, but first we must recognize it. Consider the insight of James Madison while addressing the Virginia Convention in 1788. This is what he said, quote, I believe there are more instances of the abridgment of the freedom of the people by gradual and silent encroachments of those in power than by violent and sudden usurpations, end quote. Well, we recognize those gradual and silent encroachments, and we will not be silent. When people playing God, playing God, shut down churches, control speech, and terrorize children with forced facial binding, we may already be beyond gradual and silent. We may well be barreling toward violent and sudden. We must agree with God that freedom is good, and it is the prerequisite for following him. We must hold dear what has been secured for us and we must not back down, pack up or go home. They say that freedom can ring. If it can ring, then it must ring. Here's what I want to say. Freedom is God's idea. And because we have seen freedom as an American ideal, we have put a very temporal value on it. Freedom is God's idea. He sets men free unto him, that they may follow him, that they may serve him, that they may worship him. When we in this country fail to recognize that, we will fail to preserve that. Amen. 888-589-8840, Will the Great. Where do we go? All right. Uh, let's go to Mark in Texas. Hi, Mark. Hello. Uh, good afternoon, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Addison. Hello. Uh, Hello. You know, I like, yes, sir, and ma'am, I am uh, really, uh, um, what do you call it, a big fan of your show and the two of you. Uh, you explained things very clearly even to someone like me who is not a native English speaker. So anyway, I wanted to uh, give my input about that father who mm. was denied custody mm -hmm. just mm. because he did not agree to taking the vaccine. Uh, I think one of the biggest problems in the U.S., which you have touched upon in the past, was uh, is fatherlessness. And this is just one proof of that. When a father wants custody of a child, uh, too often in our family courts in the United States, judges have this automatic assumption that fathers are not capable or willing parents. Mm -hmm. And this is just one of the examples when they do not trust this father's uh, knowledge, even with him presenting that proof about why he would not trust the vaccine. Mm, that is such a great point, Mark. I, I, I want to comment on that observation because 
I agree with you. And, and I think this is what you're alluding to in part, that there is something sinister about robbing children of their parents, yeah. but in particular, robbing children of their father. Yeah. I yeah. think there is something incredibly wicked about that. And I, I agree with you. I appreciate you making that part, that, that point. Uh, Will the Great, where do we go next? Yes, let's go to Michael in Iowa. Hi, Michael. Hello. Shalom. Hello. I've spoken to you before, I'm Messianic Jew, and I want to tell you that uh, as I've been looking at the life of our Savior and the things that he said, uh, in roundabout ways, really even in my ancestors' time with God, it really comes down to now, because what you're saying, there is an evilness behind all this. Mm. And for us, and, and not, not as just like you was saying, not to pick on those that chose to mm-hmm. take the shot, but those that were speared into it. Mm-hmm. I, I got to say, this is like, um, it's the true serum. Where do you stand in your belief? If you have weak belief, you better strengthen it up with somebody who can help you understand it. And if you're strong, we've got to gird our loins because mm. we're in this. We're, yeah. We are in this. It's yeah. just the thick of it. It's not... For, for Christianity, I consider myself Christian, of course. The the times of Christianity, easy Christianity, that's over. Yeah. Come over. on, Michael. Now we're, in the, now we're in the battle. I'm sorry? Man, I, I, I like the way you said it, Michael. Like, yeah. we used to say that so much. We're in the thick of it. This is right. this is it where, you, where you're, you know, you're, you're too deep in to kind of go back. You know, when you're, you're traveling, you know what I mean? You're too deep in yeah. to kind of, you're, you're in it. This is where we are. But I think that your call is a great call that, man, if you feel a little bit weak, if you feel like, man, I don't know, then surround yourself with people who are like, come on, this is the word. Mm. This is the word, right? Because it will strengthen you and it will encourage you. And if you're that strong person, then keep speaking up. Yeah. Keep speaking up so that people know where to find you. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Samuel in Texas. Hi, Samuel. Hello, how are you doing, Will and Mickey? Doing good. Um, I just wanted to say very quickly, um, I'm wholeheartedly agree with what Mickey was saying before, right before she started taking that. You all start taking the questions. Um, that is definitely on point. And I wanted to make a point about um, one thing about the military's being forced into it, and now they're seeing the facts about all the um, adverse effects and the damage that's been done to our service members. I served for 30 years um, in active duty and reserves. And um, I think it's an atrocity what's happening. And then also the other piece is this, it's amazing how many people are just simply being blinded based on the propaganda that's been pushed for mm. these last couple of years. You know, I know that we actually got a, a city petition in Corpus Christi for them to, um, for the, our city council to, to educate and inform the public of the early treatment protocols. And they basically decided to, to do absolutely nothing. And so mm. today I actually was just there again, um, basically mentioning to them that, hey, you know, we need to have people talk about climate change, but we need to have a climate change of people's hearts and hearts mm. need to be turned back to the creator of heaven and earth. I didn't say that particular piece, but we really need to get off of these cold hearts and these callous hearts and these this propagandized mentality that get, makes us indifference to people who have that know the truth and trying to propagate and promote the truth. Mm, come on man i look i i I think that that that's a that's a great way for us to land the show today i apologize for the calls that we didn't get to 
Um, Samuel, thank you so much for serving our country. Thank you for your insight and your mm-hmm. boldness. I want to say to the people of God that this is your moment. You know, we read about these moments and, and I often ask Will the Great, do you think these people knew that they were living in their moment? And his response is to me, they were just being faithful. Yeah. They were just being Amen. faithful. This this was not, I'm trying to make it in the history books. This right. is, I'm just being faithful. Amen. But it did make it in the history books, if you will. Mm. So this, this, this is the time right now for every believer to occupy, to make gains, and on a very basic level, to be faithful. Amen. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.